Welcome to the Challenging the Way We Age podcast, hosted by the Mavericks of Senior Living, Francis and Catherine, focusing on creativity, ingenuity, and inspiration to educate and inspire changes in the senior experience, breaking the status quo. We want to thank our supporters, Assured Assisted Living, Serenity App, Sevens Home Care, and Sevens Residential Memory Care. Now get ready for the next episode. Hi, you Mavericks. Welcome back. This is Catherine, your Chief Inspiration Maverick, and Francis and I are talking with Simon Parker, the host of the Care Home Show in the UK, a great podcast. I invite you to check it out. And this is part two of our podcast with Simon. So let's dive in. We really got into some of the deeper challenges that they are experiencing in the UK. Enjoy the show. So what are, what's the biggest challenging challenges you're facing right now? We have staffing issues in the States as one of our big issues. Uh, I'm assuming you have the same workforce crisis as well, but -hmm. what else is out there that's, that's a challenge for you or Um, in the UK, I should say. Okay. So, um, I'll touch upon the recruitment and retention side of things because I think that's really, really important. So uh, largely as a sector, if you ask the kind of the community, if you like, they'd say that one of their biggest challenges is recruitment and retention. Uh, And it's very widely documented in the kind of the mainstream media and then also in the sector media as well. Now, I agree very much that this is the problem, um, but this isn't the cause of the problem. I'm very much of the opinion that if you're going to try and fix a problem, you need to fix the cause of the problem. Because if you don't, then the problem's just not not going to go away. It's going to keep on uh, rearing its ugly head as such. So, it's it's my opinion personally that nationally we have um, a cultural issue, and that's around how we perceive the care sector. Um, this is often compounded by the mainstream media. Um, creating sensationalized head, headlines around what, what goes on in, in care homes. That's not to understate the fact that some terrible things do happen in care homes, but it's absolutely in the, uh, in the minority. Um, and it's, you can't understate the fact that we can't let th- that those types of things happen and that we must learn from those uh, experiences uh, and strive to, to make sure that they're, um, that they're completely eradicated to the best extent that we, that we can do. But largely the sector is, it's a great sector and people do genuinely, genuinely care. So having the main mainstream media lambast uh, kind of tar everyone with the same brush uh, and kind of alter the public perception, I think is really, really negative. And I think that makes people more, um, more conscious about entering in because they think it's just going to be um, bandit country, quite frankly. So that's, that, that's bad. Uh, and then I think culturally we have, a, uh, a challenge around the actual care homes themselves. So um, care homes need to have a culture where they're empowering their team uh, and providing their team with with purpose. So they they know the direction of travel that the the organisation's going in, and that they've got an operating system for their people. So they know how to show up on a day to day basis. Um, and I think that's in in in, in my humble opinion. Um, I think that building a high performance culture is the most undervalued opportunity for businesses as a whole um everywhere literally and most for if not most for for the care sector now in the in in the uh, in the uk and in england rather part of that well-led part of the cqc's inspection focuses on culture it talks about the vision of the organization it talks about the values it talks about the behaviors of the team um so not least because it's a massive um, business opportunity because it, it, it will enable your, um, 
you will enable great things to happen within your organization. Actually, you know what? The regulator focuses on that really, really heavily as well. And you're never going to get a great CQC inspection, whether that be good or outstanding, if you're not focusing on building a high performance culture within your organization. So that's a bit of a, it's one of my soapbox subjects. I could probably sit and talk about this all day. Uh, I quite frequently do. Um, but that's, <laughs> so the recruitment and retention issue is the, is the, that's the, that's the problem that people people talk about. Um, I think the conversation that we need to be having is okay culturally. Again, that's a that's a as a as a nation, uh, and then culturally within these organisations, what can we do to shift that perception so that we have a more positive uh, outlook on supporting older people and people living with dementia? And that comes back to the kind of title of your podcast quite uh, quite nicely, challenging the way that we age. Very much so, and we're actually interviewing in a couple of weeks here some folks who have started a movement called Changing the Narrative. And it started okay. here in Colorado, and it's all about okay. changing the way we talk about older people. So really not using the word senior, elder, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, but really, they've already had international exposure with it, and, and it was a small group that started here in, in Colorado. So. And then we're also going to be diving into uh, the Eden Alternative uh, as okay. well, too. Have you heard of that at all? Because it's a pretty big movement um, that's been going on for a while, started by Dr. Thomas, correct? Dr. Right. Dr. Bill Thomas. Yep. And mm -hmm. something along that same idea of this idea of um, culture, disruption of, of the status quo. Okay. No, that's so really, really you'll have interesting. You'll have to check more into that. Um, yeah. And, no, and, definitely. Uh, it kind of rings a bell. It may be um, – it may be – it may be that there's another organization in the UK that's called Eden, or maybe it's the same one, but I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, 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 it may be, it should be the same. It, yeah, it it's should probably be the, same. the same if it's the Eden alternative. And there's a book that we'll also put in the show notes that was written by the CEO of the Eden alternative, the current CEO. Her name is Jill Vitali Awesome. Okay. And what an amazing name, it's, right? It's, and it's a cool book. And it's about um, breaking the status quo yeah. and, and really, I encourage all of our listeners to read it because I think it, it's really, really valuable. And we'll also put that link in our show notes to Amazon so you can link on that to, to purchase the book as well, too. So Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Um, so one of our uh, – this is probably one of the points that me and Francis uh, connected on when we originally spoke what would that have been maybe three weeks, maybe a month ago now. And um, yeah, one of our values as an organization is to be disruptive. And yep. that's, that's not being disruptive for disruptive sake. Disruptive sake, that's challenging the status quo. That's asking the big questions. That's looking for opportunities to be able to go and improve. So uh, yeah, that sounds like my kind of book. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So what do you want to challenge for the elders? What's the um, yeah, that's, um, I think that's a really, really important question for all of us to, uh, to ask and thank you for asking me it. Um, I think the biggest thing really um, is choice. Mm. Um, I want older people and people living with dementia uh, to be able to to live their lives in the most fulfilling way that it's possible, uh, wherever they are in their life's journey. Because um, I mentioned this earlier, but people spend their entire life going around kind of making choices around what they want to do, how they want to spend their time. Um, why should that not be the case just because they're later on in their, later on in their life? So if there was one single thing that I could... Um, if there's one single thing that I could I, I could change, it would to be trying to to try and create a world where people, older people and people living with dementia are in a world of of choice uh, and fulfilment and uh, and purpose. I love that. Uh, so you that's the world that you see that you're working to create right now. I absolutely love that. So what do you think? 
What do you think the Americans and the British can learn from each other here? Uh, loads. I know it's a whole <laughs> big topic and we'll have many more podcasts on it, I'm sure. But what's yeah, your definitely. initial thought? Um, okay, so uh, firstly, I, there's a part of me that kind of almost doesn't know where to where to start with this because it's it's a big big and expansive question. I think just before I go into that, I think um, one of the things that I'm really happy about is the fact that we we, we plan to do a series together. Um, the fact that we can we can put our heads together in um, uh, kind of hopefully a relatively frequent basis just to continue this conversation so that we can we can start really understanding each other's respective markets so that we can find out what those big opportunities to, to, to learn are going to uh, learn are going to be. I think really for me, it's around best practice um, because there's going to be incredible things that you guys are going to be doing that we wouldn't have even thought of, or maybe that we're trying and that we're kind of uh, less developed in, in, in our learnings and things. And then simply uh, uh, also as well, uh, vice versa. So I think this is, this is a conversation that we need to continue continue having. Um, I think we need to be able to make sure that it's we create an environment for effective discourse uh, between us um, so that we can look at the opportunities because that's what we're looking at here, isn't it? it, it it's opportunities to be to, to learn from. One of one of the big things that I talk about an awful lot is um, creating um, a um, an ongoing cycle of improvement. So it doesn't matter whether you're where you are in your journey, you just need to be keeping keep continuing to push for uh, improvements like in a virtuous virtuous cycle. Um, we get people who I had I, I, I had I, I have had a number of people kind of say to me, well Simon, why would I want to aim for outstanding uh, for an outstanding CQC inspection when there's, a, there's only there's only one way and it's down uh, maybe it's a bit of a poison chalice and uh, I kind of um, the only way that I can the only way that I can respond to that is to, to kind of say look, yeah, okay, so it's going to be hard to be able to maintain that. But running a care home business, that's that's not easy anyway. What you need to be looking for is those constant opportunities to be able to achieve because it's not, okay, so yes, if you achieve outstanding, that has a cer certain amount of definition in that it's finite to where you can achieve that. That doesn't mean that the quality of your service has to um, has to stagnate and, and to flatten off. That just means that you've achieved what the regulator expects let's go five, 10, 20% over and above what the regulator expects. Then that way you're always going to get an outstanding CQC inspection and you're going to continue improving the lives of the people that you're working with, not just the, the, the residents of the home, but then also the people, the team that you're working with as well, because it's so much more exciting working for an outstanding organization that, that it is. That's one that's just, just good. I don't want to underplay good, but there's a big difference between good and outstanding. Um, and that, and that feels a certain way. That's yeah, great. Yeah. That's, that makes, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I think too, is it, it's almost striving. I mean, yes, it's hard to keep you on standing rating, but why strive for that middle of the road when our seniors deserve more? Our seniors deserve us pushing ourselves, challenging ourselves mm -hmm. to, to just do things better or improve constantly. Every day we need to be figuring out what can I challenge as a person to make myself better and then also my organization better. That's what we have to begin, not – yeah. You know, in the States, I think we're too complacent. In the States, I feel like we are too complacent with our, with our care model. I think we're a little afraid of pushing the envelope too much. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. If we can, if accumulatively as a collective, if we can help, help raise the dial just a little bit, then yeah. that's a job well done. Obviously, we want to raise the bar a lot, but uh, any improvement's going to be good improvement, isn't it? And if we can do that 
again on a global basis, which is crazy exciting. Just the fact that we're we're having a, a Pan Atlantic podcast. Um, hope again, hopefully, this is going to be the first of many. So, if you were to give one piece of advice to someone looking to make a positive impact on older people, what would that be? This is a great question, um, and this is something that I uh, I actually think about quite a lot. I think the biggest superpower that any human can have is getting to know themselves. Because I believe that once you understand yourself and your, uh, it enables you to be more capable of understanding the world around you. I think once you understand the world around you better, you can look for other people who have a similar world view to you. And I think once you're able to surround yourself with other people who have a similar view to you, then you can start to move mountains. So um, being able to, uh, to work with other like-minded people where you've got a shared cause, a clear intent, a clear vision, um, and people who have similar values to you, that's, what, that's what's going to make a difference in the world, whether that be care, whether that be anything else that you're interested in. Uh, looking at it that, in that perspective is fantastic because you're building the, the team around you essentially that's going to help you challenge, tackle that challenge and tackle that, and move that mountain. And, and I think, especially in America, we try to do some things too often by ourselves, maybe a little too much. Mm-hmm. And then we bring that team in after we're either burned out or after we're tired or after we're almost at our breaking point. And then at that point you realize when you surround yourself by the right people, things can, can happen and happen quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I mean, and I'll use Kathy and I's example when we came up with this, you know, brainstorm back in July yep. <laughs> and now we're in October and you know, we've already done, I think 12 episodes, 12 episodes and Facebook, Facebook lives. lives and things like that. So you find that right connection that you really gel with and mesh with, you can move the, I mean, huge positive impact. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I love that. That's going to stick with me. I'm going to you know, make that your quote. So uh, I'm putting yeah, that on my Facebook page. Yeah, that one out as a snippet, yeah. I think. That's an important one. I'm really glad that you enjoy it. Again, I think that's super important. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's, um, it's something that I think people um, – the more people that are cognizant of that, and that's a journey, right? It's not like a, that's not, not a finite thing. Like we evolve as human beings. It's, it, that should be a kind of a constant journey of, uh, of exploration for us, uh, for us all so that we can keep pushing to, to improve whatever our kind of purpose or mission is going to be for ourselves and for the people that we, uh, that we choose to be with. And one of the things I appreciate about that is you started with, you need to know yourself, mm. understand who you are and what, your skills are, where you shine, and not try to be all things, but to really understand your motives because that's where you can make the biggest difference. So what's the best piece of advice you have been given personally? Okay, so I'm genuinely blessed in the fact that I've had an opportunity to spend some time with some very inspirational people, uh, some some great mentors and people who have had a, a really positive influence on me. I can't actually, because of that, I can't actually answer that with one single question um, or one single uh, piece of advice. So uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you my top three and there's probably a load of other ones that we could, uh, that we could talk about with my top three. So my dad, uh, my dad, uh, taught me that, um, if you don't ask, you don't get, uh, anyone that will kn- knows me that will know that I'm the most, um, probably tenacious and pedantic person, uh, when it comes to getting things done, uh, and making things happen, probably annoying. So for, annoyingly so for some people but um that's uh, that's pretty well deep rooted into me um my mum taught me how to be stoic and how to deal with uh, difficult situations so keeping a level head when things are tough um anyone that well 
life's hard. Like the the people that get ahead in life are the people that take ownership for uh, what's for themselves and what's going on on around them. And I think that 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 requires a certain level of stoicism. Uh, and then my my primary school teacher, uh, Mrs. Howell, bless her, uh, told me that there was uh, there was no such word as can't, uh, mm. and that's something that's uh, that stuck with me forever. So I can't. You probably can't see from here, but I get goosebumps when I when I think about those things. It's uh, it's something that's built at the fabric of um, of who I am as a as a person. So yeah, no, those are uh, those are three things that I. If I could try and instill three messages into into people rather than just one, um, I'd say that those will be pretty valuable. Those are fantastic. And your mom and your dad instilled some really great values in you. And so did Mrs. Mrs. Howe. Howe. <laughs> Legend Mrs. Howe. Yeah, she's a fantastic human being. That's, that's awesome. Wonderful. That's and, so cool. And boy, you don't ask, you don't get. It's really important. And I think that's part of, that's a quality that you need to have if you're really out to change the world. And mm. that's what the three of us and many more are out to do. And I think too, it's a great statement for our seniors is letting them challenge what they currently are. They don't have to accept the status quo. We need more input from them challenging us as operators, owners, providers, whatever mm. facet we are in aging services. We need them to ask us so that they get what they want. Mm. Yeah. Comes back to that choice thing, doesn't it? Um, it totally comes back to choice. Totally. Exactly. Uh, one of my episodes that I did recently was uh, with a lady called Caroline Baker, who's a, a leading authority in dementia care in the in the UK. She works for one of the uh, one of the best bigger providers um, uh, in the UK called Barchester Healthcare, and um, we, because of her area of expertise, um, we did uh, an episode on largely on dementia care with my colleague, a lady called Sue Goldsmith, who's our in-house dementia care expert. Uh, so those guys used to work together uh, in, a, in a previous life. And um, one, of the, one of the things that uh, Caroline said to me is, what we need to do is we need to spend more time listening to the, uh, the dementia care experts. And that's not the people that have got a PhD. That's not the people that have uh, spent loads of time in the care homes. It's, it's people living with dementia themselves. And I think that's, uh, that was quite a profound thing for uh for for somebody to say on the podcast i'd heard caroline say it before but i think that's i had people messaging me afterwards kind of say that that really that really that um really impacted my 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 thinking with a lot of that so uh so yeah that's a it's a real good example of trying to create an environment i guess of where it's okay for you to ask and for you to get um because you, you you we need to understand the, the needs, wants, desires of the, uh, the people that we're looking after to make sure that, um, that they enjoy the best possible life experience. And that's, that's part of the purpose of, uh, of why we get up in the morning, right? Yes. Absolutely. And that really just, it flips thinking on its head, which is what we're all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We obviously could keep talking yes. for probably hours, and if not it, days. Yeah, without, without <laughs> uh, <laughs> but obviously we have to continue this conversation both, you know, really figure out what this, this, challenge and movement and vision could be for us globally to have that, that these conversations. Mm. And so how can people get connected with you, Simon? So um, LinkedIn, I'm pretty big on, on LinkedIn. So if you, if you search Simon Parker, that's where I share most of my content. I'm quite active on there. I'm not particularly big on the, uh, on the other social channels just because I tend to go all, all in on things, but we're, uh, we're hoping to get uh, like a social media manager to help us um, <laughs> go and transcend all of the different social media platforms. But, um, but no, 
if you'd like to be able to connect, um, then yeah, uh, Simon Parker on, on LinkedIn, you'll see uh, founding partner of SPMP and host of the Care Home Show on there because I think there's about 34 different Simon Parkers in the UK, or at least that's uh, that's uh, that's what LinkedIn told me recently. Uh, and then um, uh, www.spnp. Uh, .co.uk. That's our company website. If you're interested to find out kind of more about what we do as a, as an organization. Great. And we'll post that in the show notes as well. So people have a link directly to you. Yes. Simon, such a pleasure to meet you. So excited for where we go from here together. This was as always a fantastic experience. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Well, pleasure's all mine, guys. Honestly, this is a conversation that uh, we're at the tip of the iceberg. Ultimately, what we've what we've found here is we found an opportunity for us to um, work together in collaboration to to achieve our kind of accumulative shared intent and, and vision. Uh, and I think that's really really powerful. So I'm I'm super excited for this to be the beginning of the journey. Yes, so are we. Thank you, Simon. Have a great evening and uh, safe travels. Thank uh, you, Simon. You're absolutely uh, very welcome. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers for your time. Cheers. Thanks for listening. The Mavericks want to hear from you. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Mavericks of Senior Living or MavericksofSeniorLiving.com and leave us your comments, questions, and ideas for future podcasts.